Realtor.com is making a stand for buyer representation, and you can too. Join Realtor.com in sharing the list of 111 things buyer's agents do. Visit Realtor.com slash buyer agent toolkit to help spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. Welcome to The Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Steve Murray, founder of Real Trends Consulting and a senior advisor to Housing Wire, offers insight and analysis on three trending real estate issues. Steve's 30-plus years in the industry allows him to give you a deeper understanding of today's real estate business happenings. Hi, this is Steve Murray for Real Trends and HW Media. Three topics I want to discuss today. The Rex lawsuit against Zillow and the National Association of Realtors. Some advanced insight into this year's Real Trends 500 and nation's best brokerage companies. And last, a commentary on doesn't anybody see inflation? So first, the Rex lawsuit. Okay, so this is number 123 out of 565 lawsuits of this kind. All kidding aside, Rex has said that Zillow and NAR, strange bedfellows thee, uh, are conspiring to block their listings from being seen on their popular sites. And of course, this sets up a situation where Rex which is, if you will, a discount broker of a sort, uh, says that we can't get our listings shown with the same frequency and viability as other listings. I don't know for sure whether, in fact, Zillow or NAR are setting this up themselves to do it this way, but I do recall a lot of Rex's marketing materials saying We don't need to market properties through MLS. You can market them through the Rex platform and save a lot of money, time, and complexion. So on that basis, I wonder what their complaint is. What, that they don't want to be on MLS, but they want to be featured on MLS? Or they don't want to be on MLS? So my first question is, without knowing clearly all the details, is... Is Rex want to be part of the realtor community and part of MLS and market their listings that way, or don't they? I also do remember in years past that certain MLSs in the country had certain policies that did tend to discriminate against what we would refer to as exclusive agency listings, which were low-cost, discount, flat-fee brokerage-type offerings and that some MLSs, not many, and I don't think or know of any that are doing it today, would do such a thing. So the question comes down, did Zillow or did NAR through its MLS policies prohibit Rex listings from being seen? It's really not NAR's MLS policies, to the best of my knowledge, that would prohibit such a thing. That would be more at the local level, whether the MLS allows discount, low-cost listing services. If they would allow them to be seen, 
in the same manner as all other listings. Unknown. Unknown. But we have seen many lawsuits like this in my 40 years in this industry. Some have merit. Most don't. We'll wait to see how this turns out. Second, some interesting information from the 2021 Real Trends 500 and Nation's Best Brokers. Interesting enough, the Real Trends 500, the top 500 firms ranked by transaction sides, saw their total business increase 15.6% over 2019 versus a national increase of just 5.6% in existing home sales. So the larger brokers in the country just gobbled a lot of market share. They grew almost three times as fast as the market as a whole. There were some particular large growing companies on the list. Number one at the top of the list in percentage growth year over year, for example, United Real Estate out of Dallas, Texas. Some through organic growth, but a lot based on some major acquisitions they made back in the fourth quarter. 440% year-over-year growth. At the much larger level, EXP grew by over 100,000 closed transaction sides in one year with virtually no acquisitions. So it proves that there's all kinds of ways to grow your business, some organic, some through acquisitions. The Real Trends 500 Nation's Best Database shows this over and over again. There were many brokerage companies that saw growth in the 50 to 200 percent range year over year, 2019 to 2020. Some acquisition related, some organic related. And we saw great examples among all models and brands and regions of all these things. But this much is clear. A lot of consolidation took place in 2020 among the nation's leading brokerage companies. On another note, we saw that there are at least five brand new firms in the top 10 in the country that weren't there just three years ago. Stay tuned for more when we release the Real Trends 500 and Nation's Best in the very, very near future. Last, inflation. Now, according to the Federal Reserve Board, inflation is running at less than 2% a year. And according to all their pronouncements, they don't fear any imminent danger of inflation, even though they added over $4 trillion to the nation's money supply in the last 18 months alone, once the announced $2 trillion semi-COVID bill is those funds are released shortly. So we have enormous excess liquidity in the markets. Okay. And that generally leads to inflation, at least historically it does. But according to the Fed, inflation is running less than 2% per year. Well, except 
housing price appreciation, or inflation if you will, is running between 7 and 11% currently. Oh, and according to a Wall Street Journal report recently, both new and used car prices are rising between 6 and 9% a year. Oh, and except for lumber and other construction materials, which according to another research report, are climbing at double-digit rates. So one wonders when housing and transportation, two of the biggest factors of what we spend money on, cars and our houses, are rising at high single-digit to low double-digit rates, how it is the Fed says inflation is under 2%. And what does this tell us about what may be underlying and may be about to explode in our faces? Because here's the danger. If all of a sudden inflation roars to 3, 4, 5%, then the Fed has to do what? They have to raise rates to cool off the economy where they just caused by allowing this amount of money or being a precipitate cause for allowing this kind of money to be created and circulated. And when they raise rates and mortgage rates go up, as we already are seeing the 10-year rate move up from under 1% to just in the last few days, it's over 1.7%. And a lot of mortgage money is tied to that 10-year. What happens when mortgage rates go from 2.5 to 3 to 3.5 to 4? And what will then happen to the housing market? This has been Steve Murray for Real Trends. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. To stay up to date on the current trends in the industry, subscribe to our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more.